The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. And good morning. Welcome. It is Sunday. It is September 6th. It's the Labor Day weekend. Thanks for spending a little time with us. My name is Danny Clayton. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Joining me, Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer. Good morning, Derek. Good morning to you. And Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. I hope everyone is fine. And Derek, there's no question there is a lot to talk about. And I guess we should start what happened on Friday with uh, a down day that really tried to rally into the close before petering out. Yeah, after that sharp sell-off we saw on Thursday where the Dow was down a little over 800 points. At one point in the morning, the Dow was down uh, 628 at its lows. It then rallied to get briefly in the positive territory, then, then sold off somewhat into the close. Yeah, it sure did. And going into the holiday weekend, I'm not really that surprised. And we had a, one heck of a run. And a lot of times traders do not like to hold their positions into long weekends. And that's obviously what we're going to have with Labor Day on Monday, followed by a four-day trading week. So not totally surprised that we're starting to see some profits t- uh, being taken. And Derek, when you look at some of the sell-offs, the ones that sold off the most were the ones that ran up the most. Right. On Thursday, the top decile performers over the last 52 weeks were down on average 5.5%, whereas those that had been laggards, the bottom decile in terms of performance, were roughly flat. So clearly it was a rotation away from some of the winners, some of those extended tech stocks where technicians were talking about overbought readings and the rest. And so we broke five-week winning streak. But, you know, all, all, all things being said, this is a minor pullback at the point. No question. In fact, we even saw Apple with really a larger pullback, but it seems like that could provide a buying opportunity for those companies that have quality sales, quality earnings, and analyst revisions. So there was certainly a uh, some news in the Dow Jones with the reshuffling of the deck. We saw ExxonMobil, Raytheon, and Pfizer taken out, and they were replaced by Salesforce, Honeywell, and Amgen. And that is an interesting shuffle of the deck. It was, and and it also accompanied that Apple four-for-one split. And what what I want our listeners to recall is that the the Dow Jones is a price-weighted index. So when you add a a stock to that index, it determines its valuation inside that composite by its share price. So Salesforce, which trades north of $200 a share, Amgen as well, are now the third and fourth largest components of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And what it also did is it actually increased the tech weighting in the Dow from 20% to about 27%, which really reflects the the current weighting in the S&P 500 and other major market indexes. And you look at, uh, you know, some of the history, you know that ExxonMobil has been in the Dow Jones since 1928. Of course, that was the original standard oil. And then we had uh, Pfizer removed and Merck is in there already as a pharma company. So I'm not surprised that they did this. But again, as you point out, it is price weighted. So a $250 stock has five times value in the Dow Jones indicator than a $50 stock. So it kind of equaled it out a little bit. And as you pointed out, one more thing, Derek, was the stock splits that we talked about with Tesla and Apple 
did kick in, and that also affected uh, the, that also affected the Dow Jones. Yeah, I mean, when you think about Apple, it's above a two trillion dollar market cap, yet it's only the 18th largest weighting inside the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which is why you know when we gather as an investment committee every Tuesday, we really focus more on the S and P 500 a market cap weighted index that's more reflective of the absolute magnitude of these various companies. And lastly, the economics have been really good. We saw a jobs report on Friday that again shows continuing improvement in the economy. Yeah, I think this is again highlights just the fact that the market's a discounting mechanism. You know, in March when we bottomed out, um, things were getting worse and, and deteriorating rapidly. And now we've had a 50% rally from the lows in the S&P, almost 80% in the NASDAQ. And the economy has certainly bounced. The question is, how far will it bounce? So today's jobs report was, as Jerome Powell put at near the close, uh, better than he expected. We added 1.4 million jobs last month. So 10 million jobs added since April, halfway back to the prior peaks, and the unemployment rate declined to 8.4%. It is Sunday. It's September 6th, which means we're kind of turning into fall very slowly. Let's get things in order, folks. It is very important. It's very critical. Head to our website. Get going on that free portfolio analysis. It's AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. we got more to come. Stick around. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Team. Tech. Trust. Straight talk from a fee-only fiduciary. It's time to know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. And we're back. It's time for Ask Annex. Got a question for us? Head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. There is an Ask Annex tab. Just click that, guys. Our first one is from Julie. My husband just turned 64 and is wondering about using his 401k toward paying off our home. We will find out if he's going to be retiring in the next months. Okay. So in terms of paying off home, you really have to go back to your financial goals and your liquidity. I know that we all have this built in from the last generation, you know, don't be in debt, pay off our debt. But really, you're locking up your equity unless you're planning on moving in the near future when you pay off your home. So you really have to do some work around the cash flows. What's coming in? What do you want to spend on? What are your future goals? I always like to say that should include, do you intend to be carried out feet first of this house also? Is this going to be as long as you can your permanent residence? And, you know, and I've always said to this answer, Deanne, is that this is an emotional answer and an economic answer. You bet. And it's a combination of both. Some people just abhor having debt, and they don't want to have it. But, again, to take that money out of a tax-deferred or tax-qualified investment to pay off a debt is a totally different conversation. It's Ask Annex. The next one is from Bruce. My first RMD will come next year in July. Am I to wait until after my 72nd birthday, or do I have the option of taking it or some before the birthday in 2021 in the event the market is still so high? Yeah, this is a common question, actually. So what they're looking for is, I know sometimes 70 and a half hits in our head. Do I have to hit that half birthday? The the rules change. So now you take your RMDs if you are 70 and a half starting in 2020 on. You can wait till you're 72. You can take it any time in the year you turn 72. It, uh, it's filed on your tax return which is an annual return. So you're fine to take it any time in any way you like throughout that year. 
You host a lot of our webinars. I think uh, the one called How the Secure Act Changes Your Retirement right. probably covered. You probably had a lot of questions about this. Uh, very much so. Yeah. It's, it's a little confusing with all those dates. So, And sure. then, of course, RMDs are waived this year. So even if you hit that age, you don't have to take it. So, yeah, there's a lot to you can go to our events tab and sign up for the Secure Act webinar. And again, and again that's great, Deanna. Again, required minimum distribution is required minimum that you can take out. Obviously, you could, if you wanted to, take it all out. Obviously, that's probably not a good tax decision, but it, you do have that flexibility. You bet. Renee writes in, I went to a financial advisor, but I found they had such a focus on investments and not financial planning. Why was that? That is a great question. I think a lot of people, especially um, when they don't have a whole lot of staff, think about it. They're trying to do accomplish an awful lot as one human being. It's about the goals. You've done a great job accumulating, putting away while you were working, sacrificing a little so you could have this in retirement. Now's the time to do the, the bucket talk that we talk about here at Annex, figure out what do I have to have in my spending, what do I want to do, and marry your income with your resources. I think, folks, if you've heard this show for a while, you hear that we ask a lot more questions beyond the what funds are you in, what ETFs are you in, where are you going with this? We really want to help people plan. Yeah, that planning is where we are as a firm, and that is the reason why we do wealth management, which includes tax planning, which includes including your estate planning, your financial plan, your roadmap. And, Dan, you really can't get to where you want to go unless you have that roadmap. And I'm sure there's a joke in there about guys trying to drive and, and not ask for directions. Well, you know that uh, 70% of women, after they lose their significant other, change advisors because they don't feel guided and they don't feel they have that plan. You know, Dave, a week or so ago, I was talking about current conditions. You've got the pandemic, you've got the you know unemployment, you've got unrest, you've got an election coming up. And I said something like, well, you'd need a new plan. And afterwards, you said, you know, Danny, you really wouldn't need a new plan. You'd need different focus. Right. Different, different. That's what we do. That's it's right. not like throw everything out. It's just like, listen, how can we recalibrate? And that's what you have to do. You have to say, should we make modifications to our plan? That does not mean rip the plan up and start over because every time there's a change, you'd, you'd have to do that. And so that is not a healthy thing to do. What it needs to do, and when we do planning, Deanne, as you well know, it is interactive. It's an architectural plan, plot, just like when you're building a house. Absolutely. Great point. But you don't just throw it out. You, you readjust. You modify. Right. You take a look because life's not linear. Neither is your financial plan. It, it changes, it modifies, and you have to flow with it. Right. Annex Wealth Management is a Barron's Top Advisor, a four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300. And we think one of the most important things is a fee-only fiduciary. If your advisor says they're a fiduciary, folks, get it in writing. AnnexWealth.com. Just click that Get Started button. Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News, joined by Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management Naples. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Danny. Found a list titled, Five Things Retirees Get Wrong When Planning for Retirement. Let's see if you agree with these, Brian. Number one, you understand your lifespan and are running out of money. Me growing up, my grandparents lived to 80s, high 70s. So that was always my expectation. But the life expectancy is about 79. But if that's from birth. So if you make it to 65 currently now, you can expect to live another 20 years. So a lot of people just don't know that. You need to be aware of that. Number two, you don't have an estimate of your future Social Security benefits. 
If people don't know, it's it's pretty easy now with the internet of things. You can sign up for free with a My Social Security account on the Social Security Administration website, and you can go in and get the personalized estimates of all that Social Security benefit that might be coming your way in the future. And if you haven't done that, you definitely should. Five things retirees get wrong when planning for retirement. Talking to Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management, Naples. Number three, you haven't learned how to delay your Social Security estimated benefits past your full retirement age. I think a lot of people know about this, but full retirement age is between 66 and 67 currently, depending on when you were born. And that's where they make the calculations from. But you can turn on your Social Security benefits as early as 62. If you do, you're going to get much less than if you waited to 67 or 70, which will be even less if you can wait till uh, up to 80. So the later you can turn on the benefits, the more you're going to be getting. Number four is you don't have a retirement lifestyle budget plan in place. I think most people probably have a little bit of an idea of their expenses, their budget, and things like that. But in five years and 10 years, what does that look like? So if you're a business and you're planning your personal business expenses, what would you do? Would you just wing it or would you try to plan a little bit? I suggest that you do plan those out like you are running a business. And the last one, you don't involve your spouse while planning for retirement. Yeah, I think this is a, something that comes up a lot, especially when we are meeting couples. One part of the couple doesn't know what the other part is thinking about as far as the planning and retirement and what would happen if this happened or something happened to one. So uh, it's a good, I think, relationship building conversation. You might get to know more about each other, even though you've been with, around each other for a while. So let's avoid those mistakes. Annex Wealth Management can help. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Brian, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Nice to talk to you again, Danny. Still more to come. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. We keep hearing unprecedented during this pandemic. From a financial perspective, we've seen a lot of this before. Market plunges, global pandemics, high unemployment. Everyone has an opinion, and frankly, it's hard to know who to trust. You need a steady, independent voice. Annex Wealth Management has decades of experience helping clients navigate. You don't need a sales pitch. You need an assessment of where you are, where you're headed, and how we can help. AnnexWealth.com. If not now, when? Know the difference. Annex Wealth Management. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? Women who are the family's primary breadwinner are on the rise. Nearly 25% of affluent American households today. But how are they feeling when it comes to confidence and financial literacy? We brought in Deanne Phillips to talk about it. She's Director of Client Learning and Development, a CFP, and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Deanne. Hey, Danny. So you came across a very interesting statistic. More than half of married female breadwinners, almost 60%, believe that they lacked sufficient financial and investment literacy. 13% believe they are not very or not at all knowledgeable about finance and investing. Are you surprised at that? Well, you know what? This was a pretty broad survey done recently, and fewer than one in three married breadwinning women feel that they're financially well-prepared for the future. Now, usually... I'd say there's something to be said for the generation a woman comes from as to how she'd reply to this survey, but this was actually across all age spectrum. So I would say, yeah, it's it's surprising. Are they getting help from the side, like what we do as investment professionals? 
Well, when you have less than a third of women reporting they feel financially well-prepared for the future, you need to look at resources and education available to them. Now, married female breadwinners also reported lacking time to improve their financial knowledge and skills. So while 56% of those in the survey said they wish they better understood it, remember almost a third said they just simply don't have enough time to devote to learning more. And now, you know, in these days with COVID, most people are still trying to hold down a job, maybe from home, and be a defense facto homeschooler in some cases so our our hands are are tied and full well we're really always saying know the difference and we operate a little differently but when these breadwinners these female breadwinners have an advisor do they feel better about it you know it would appear from the survey that advisors aren't making many female married breadwinners feel better about their financial future by utilizing financial planning so only about one-third of the respondents with an advisor felt they were financially well prepared for the future and 16 percent of those without an advisor felt that way so yeah i think that um, there are signs that advisors aren't serving the women as well as they should perhaps if the industry wanted to fix it what, what do they get at what is lacking you know this is where it gets a little bit unclear because you have to define what financial literacy actually is the mm-hmm. respondents were a little unclear about what they wanted 54 percent wanted education on how to better save for retirement for example okay now that's specific we can address that 44 percent wanted to better understand investments like stocks and bonds it's very typical 22% they were seeking education for improved basic financial literacy from their advisors. Now, it's tough to narrow down this last part. What I often hear, Danny, from women is, I don't know what I don't know. Mm. And this is why Annex uh, provides so many webinars and so many different topics. Okay, talking about married female breadwinners, what about their spouse? Do they tend to be on the same page? This is a little nerve-wracking for me. So many, according to the survey, married female breadwinners report being financially out of sync with their spouses. Less than half of the survey respondents said they were aligned with their spouses on financial goals. Now that we actually see all the time as financial planners. But this is why it's critical that both partners need to be engaged in the financial planning process so the family needs and wants and the family values are addressed and met. Now, what the survey found is concerning, though, that there are different beliefs within the household about who's in charge, Danny. So let's say, you know, if someone were to ask if you and I were a married couple and someone asked you who's in charge of the finances, you would say, oh, no, it's me. And, you know, if someone asked me, I'd say, oh, no, it's me. This is what the survey's finding. That's a little troubling. And I think this goes for men and women. But really, when we're talking about female breadwinners, what are they after, really? Well, you know, I think the basics, right? They are. I think they're after a better understanding of, am I on the right track? You know, I mean, it kind of goes back to as as, uh, CFPs and as as planners and wealth management firm, what we're asked primarily when clients walk through our doors or people who maybe haven't worked with us. And a lot of times the questions are, well, I outlive my money. And when can I retire? You know, those are two pretty pivotal questions and very important ones. And with the uncertainty around this being election year, health care and what health care prices will look like, long-term care, the economy, a lot of moving parts. Financial planning becomes more important than ever. So I think, you know, while we could throw a lot of stats at them and a lot of save this, this, and a lot of numbers, I think showing people where they are and projecting where they might be based on their behavior, what they're saving, what they have, what they want to spend, that's just vital to their success. Is that bigger than, oh my gosh, it is such a crazy time, I've got to get things in order? 
Or is it a little of both? It's That's a part of getting things in order. So, you know, we serve as an extra pair of eyes. A lot of times there are people out there that say, I've got my ducks in a row, I think. <laughs> you know, right? So this is a great time when there's so much going on economically and politically to take a look at what you have with your investments. We do deep dives on the investments and where you are with your financial plan and just make sure things are on track. Before I let you go, really quick, let's talk about a webinar that's coming up. One of our most popular is called Annuity Enigma, and it happens next week. Oh, it does. So this is a time when there's great volatility in the market. The annuity salespeople come out of the woodwork. So a lot of people either uh, have an annuity or have thought about annuity or are considering one, let's say. This workshop really does a deep dive on the fees, the moving parts of an annuity, You know what you're really paying, what you can really expect from a return, what some of these clauses and what these catchphrases are that you hear really mean. Uh, it's given by a member of the central planning team who really understands these, and we've analyzed hundreds and hundreds of these, um, and myself. So we're, we're on there really doing a deep dive, answering your personal questions, too. This happens on Wednesday, September 9th at 4 p.m. Eastern. Sign up on our AnnexWealth.com slash events tab. It does fill up. This is a pretty popular one. Beautiful. Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, CFP, CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. As always, thanks for the insight. Hey, thanks for having me, Danny. Quick break. We'll be back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Team, tech, trust, and a fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisors say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. And we're back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. A Barron's Top Advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, a fee-only fiduciary partner. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer, is here. And Dave Spano, President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management, joins us. Thank you, Danny. You know, Derek, we've talked a lot about what this recovery could look like. And early on, we said it could either be a V-shape or a U-shaped recovery. We initiated a, a new letter into our recovery, which was a K-shape and explain to our listeners what that means. Well, what a K-shape is, is it represents a dichotomy between various sectors of the economy. So for example, when you think about the upward slope of the K, you're thinking about things like housing, you're thinking about things, stay-at-home learning, some of the technology companies that saw huge spikes in activity while people were staying at home. And then on the flip side, it, it refers to companies like hotel, the hotel industry, restaurant industry, uh, travel and leisure, that sort of thing, where the business really hasn't improved at all. And in fact, in some cases, it's non-existent. As an example, uh, we were just talking about hotel bookings down 65% year over year for Labor Day weekend. So clearly, folks aren't traveling. They're not staying in hotels. They're staying at home. And that has affected different sectors differently, which is one of the reasons why we practice a tactical asset management uh, approach at Annex, where we actually look for sectors that we believe uh, can outperform in any environment, and the current environment in particular, and also avoid those that we don't think are attractive. And so you're talking about sectors. In fact, you can even drill down from sectors uh, into individual companies. And the things that we, we look at are quality companies, companies that have increasing sales, increasing earnings, and those that the analysts give revisions on their estimates for. But for example, let's talk about sectors. You know, we see that industrials and materials are acting 
uh, much better than we thought. Yes, that's true. I mean, we saw you know huge, tremendous weakness in the materials and industrial sector after the March low, and they stayed down for quite some time. But as the economy started to improve, with jobs improving, uh, global PMIs going back above 50, uh, the Federal Reserve and the fiscal stimulus have certainly contributed to a rebound. And so what people have to remember is that it's not just about hitting home runs. We have to manage risk as well. And there's a lot of concerns going forward. So no one should whistle past the graveyard and try to buy the high flyers because there are concerns that people should be aware of. Yeah, the, the, the chief concerns that I had, you know, when, when we were talking earlier in the week at our meeting on Tuesday, you know, we saw that the VIX was trading in the low 20s. That's the fear index. And that's a typically an average reading. But it had peaked at 80 in March. And on fr- at Friday during the market weakness early in the morning, the, the VIX was up to 38. So clearly some fear had returned. Also, we've seen small caps small cap stocks lag, they tend to lead in a healthy market. And we also have negative real interest rates where the interest rates on the 10-year bond are below the rate of inflation implied in the tips curve. So generally speaking, this is a time to really assess the risk of your portfolio, perhaps prune some of the winners, because let's face it, those winners have gone up quite a bit and they are no longer the great bargains they were in March and April. In the last 30 seconds of the show, we did hear from the Federal Reserve again, and we do know that a lot of this is Fed-induced because of the liquidity that's come in the market. But Chairman Powell did make a comment on Friday right before the close. Yeah, he did, and it was positive. He thought the economy, the, the jobs report, was better than he had expected. But he did say that he thinks it's going to take several years for the economy to recover the damage that was sustained from the shutdown. And what that means, in my mind, is that's lower rates for longer. And as long as interest rates remain at these low levels, that makes other asset classes look relatively attractive because that's how you value them, interest rates being a key component. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer, thanks for joining us. Uh, have a good Labor Day tomorrow. To you as well. You too, Dave Spano, President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Thank you, guys. Thank you, sir. And of course, don't forget that this is the time for portfolio reviews and to know what you own, why you own it, and how much you're paying for it. You can do it. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Have a good one. We'll see you in a week. Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.